our first reading for today from Acts chapter 4. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the word believed, and the number of the men that came to about 5,000. And on the next day, the rulers and the elders and the scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading from 1 John chapter 3. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our own lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are of the truth, and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask to receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the spirit whom he has given us. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand as we join in singing the Alleluia in verse. According to John chapter 10, the glory to you, O Lord. 
I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and gathers them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, Good Shepherd Sunday is one that I always look forward to every year. It's one of those that the hymns just speak to this. We can picture sheep and the shepherd, and we always picture it sort of with Psalm 23 in mind, with that picture of the the wonderful green grass and the beautiful sparkling brook that we drink from. We, we think of all the wonder of this. But yet, reality is a little different, isn't it, in this world? Sheep are not always the best animals to be around. After all, we don't have sheep for pets, do we? I mean, people this day and age, we have dogs, we have cats, we may have snakes, we may have all the kind of rat things. You know, we even have people that keep pigs as pets. But none of us have sheep as a pet. Yeah, I know we had a nursery rhyme that Mary had a little lamb, but most of us don't really know what that even looks like or feels like. There's a lot of work when you have an animal. There is an incredible amount of looking after because sheep are not known for their intelligence, but are known to wander. They're known to be smelly, and they are led astray very easily. Now, as each of us are a sheep in God's field and flock, yet Many times we as sheep don't all huddle together so well. We have, you know, certainly those who like to be loner sheep, right? They like to go off and be by their lonesome. We have other sheep that like to get together in twos or threes and are totally all looking inward and they can't see that the other sheep want to join them. There are yet other sheep that are the first to get to the green grass to eat. There are other sheep that jump into the water first. And yet there are sheep also that lag behind. Now, the question for us today is what kind of sheep are we? 
Are we the kind of sheep that constantly wanders off and gets into trouble? Are we the sheep that is so focused in on a couple other friendly sheep that we lose track of anything else? Do we see things with the full flock of sheep in mind? Or are we just focused on the food and the water? You see, those questions kind of came to me this week as we start kind of feeling a little bit more free in our world here in America, as we loosen up some of our restraints that we've had. You know, I can almost imagine now some of you as sheep trying to decide after service what green pasture you're going to go and have lunch at. That has started again, hasn't it? And so also has that point of starting to lose track of what holds us together. And so as we start thinking about ourselves as sheep, I also would kind of throw in there this morning is that there may be white sheep and black sheep. There may be brown sheep. Heck, there might even be purple sheep out there. But what's on the outside is not of concern. There can also be very dirty sheep out there and some very clean sheep. But what's important is that we are sheep and that Jesus is our shepherd. You know, so many times we take a look, uh, you know, that, well, you know, our congregation is so old, we only have old sheep. But I'd invite you to remind, be reminded you heard the voice of a little sheep a little earlier. And so you and I, we are all together sheep of God's shepherding task. And that we all, like sheep, many times go astray. We do reject our shepherd's calling now and then. And we find ourselves in distress. And, you know, I listened on the internet today to kind of picture and get in my head what a sheep in distress sounds like bleat 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 you know it's rather agitated sounding but from what I can understand about sheep it only does that for a little while and then it gives up and I'm thinking you know how is that like you and I that when we're in distress at first we may cry for help but if it doesn't immediately come we give up. We stop asking for help. How many times when we are pushed down, when we are deterred from what we're wanting to do, do we cry out to God for help, cry out to others around us, only to feel like we're not heard? And shortly after that realization, we turn even more inwardly to ourselves and no longer call for help. You know, the scriptures talk a lot about our calling out to God in our day of trouble. 
that God is there for us in our days of trouble. Certainly, Psalm 23 talks about the valley of the shadow of death when we see horrible things happening to us and to our other fellow sheep. And we feel so dismayed and we feel so lost and so broken. And when we are hurting, the shepherd is there. Now, many times, you and I, we don't actually ask for help, but he is still there. You know, even while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. He died for us before we were sheep. Now, I know you're thinking, well, if I'm a sheep, how could I have been something else before? Because we were heathens. We were lost in our sin. We were people that were lost and condemned and far away from the grace of God. We could not turn. We could not change ourselves. We could not get to heaven. But God saw our dilemma. He saw the dead end that we were on, and he came and grabbed hold of us. And by his touch, by his calling, were made his sheep. Do you see how special we are in God's eyes now? He has interest in all of the things of our lives. I was once told by someone that that, that they didn't pray very much because they didn't want to bore God. And I'm like going, well, wait a second now. God is always inviting us to pray. I don't think that he ever gets tired of hearing our prayers. Yes, he knows everything. That's the other thing I hear so much. I don't need to pray because God already knows everything. But God does want us to realize that we depend on him. And he wants us to voice that. Sometimes that's in a voice that is a bleat like a sheep would do. Sometimes that's just in an oh my. The word of prayer that comes up from a believer. But our shepherd, our good shepherd, you know, when you think about Jesus, so often he corrected people I mean, in, earlier in the Gospel of John, Jesus, Jesus corrected a teacher of the law who was calling him good. Why do you call me good, he says? No one but God is good. Because Jesus is God. That man didn't know that he was actually speaking the truth. But Jesus pointed out that we sometimes use that word good pretty handily for anything. It's sort of, well, in this generation where people use the word like. You know, in a conversation, you may hear the word like used 20 times. But God wants to hear our every word. He wants us to share with him the details of our days to know our joys, our wants, our hurts. He desires 
us to share that news with him and to know him as the one who is only good. Other people around us may do seemingly good things, but only God is good. So only God can be the good shepherd. That's why John's gospel account is so powerful for us, because we know that we can't be that kind of shepherd. Only God could be the good shepherd, the one who would lay down his life for the sheep, the one who would take up his life again to show the sheep that he was indeed the one who would make the sacrifice for all our rebellion, for all our wanderings, for all our hurts and pains and aches. God would handle all of that for us. Isn't it wonderful to be a sheep? Isn't it wonderful to be a person who is called by God out of darkness into his light to have someone to follow, to know that God is looking out for you, to know that he is with you no matter where you may end up. You know, that picture of Jesus finding the lost sheep and putting that sheep up on his shoulder and carrying it home. I treasure that picture because that picture reminds me that that's me. That is me who is being carried by God because I couldn't do it myself and that when I was lost, he found me and brought me home. And so it is for each of us. No matter how dark the dead end is, no matter how fevered we might become, no matter how fearful we may be, God is there to carry us. And what a picture that is. He carries us with hands filled with holes where he spent his blood to save us. He whipped the wolf. He whipped death. He whipped even our sinfulness. All out of love for you and I. No wonder we call him good. And no wonder we are so blessed to be his sheep. And so as we rejoice in being Jesus' little lamb, may we remember the good shepherd who comes and brings us together, who continually calls us into worship where we can be with one another, where we can acknowledge what he has done and call his actions good. So today we rejoice to be a sheep of his pasture, to be one who God has carried home, to be one whom God listens to. May we rejoice and give thanks for that. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen.